This is week five, the time has arrived. You lost last week, this week you gon' thrive. You want great, no time for bad. So listen to the Fantasy Culture Podcast. We are back, we are back. Week five, we are coming to you live. I am one half of the hosting team, AD, and I'm here with... Hey, it is Markeith here. Welcome, guys. It is week five, and thank you for tuning in for another great week of the Fantasy Culture Podcast. You already know it. You already know it. Um, Let's see. Week four. I had a low week. That's what I get for talking about on the episode before this. Um, what I said? I don't know if anybody could relate. I had a good week. Mm-hmm. And then look at that. <laughs> I come back, three. and I go 0-3. That's Same why I me. don't be saying that, man, because I yeah. just... You know, but this week I'm gonna say something because it's a special week, guys. If you guys don't know, we talked about it early, but um, we're looking to remake Uh another another uh, AD. I don't know. I don't know what theme he's running with, but in the play, we match up week five. This is the week it goes down for the first time between the hosts of your fantasy culture podcast. Wasn't so good. It's time to bounce back. And you know, we just gotta make examples out of people. The ops. We gotta make example out of the ops. Alright? What what are you in that league? Owen. Unfortunately, I'm I'm 0-4. 0 and 4. I should be 1 and 4 by the by next week. On the brink of 0 and 5. It's horrible. It's been a horrible start. But I did have a slow start last year to the same league, and I did come out up top. So I just wanna just wanna throw that out there. Mm -hmm. We're not done yet. This is a new year. It's a new year. But we'll see. So I look forward to that. Uh, one matchup of three will be against this guy. And the other two I'm looking to uh, to get back right, to steer the ship right. I'm three and one in one of my other leagues and two and two in other, in other two. So, you know, we right at 500 or above. You know, it feels good to be at least there. <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, I'm just not, I'm just... I got I got part of the field. I'm three and one. Okay, there you two go. and two, and then I'm the unfortunate donut. I was waiting for you to come alive. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming up. We coming up. <laughs> yeah. So week four was very interesting. Week four was very interesting. We got some things to definitely go over because let's just let's just start it off with. There's a mass bandit in the league. A, a mass bandit. There's a bandit in the league. A bandit. Someone has taken over Cordell Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Cordell who is Patterson. in that jersey or in that helmet, but whoever but you are. You don't think it's Cordell? I don't know. Cordell been in the league about eight years now, nine years. Hey, man, it's never he too late. He has perfected You're the craft. you never too late. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes Everyone it just takes take time. Notes. He has perfected look, the craft of look, patience. It just takes time. Look at the director of Squid Games. He was even <laughs> pitching that. He was pitching that since 2008. And he came up in 2021. Oh, Cordell Patterson time. been waiting. Hey, man, he been waiting. <laughs> he been pitching it to Take other teams. returns, just randomly thrown in. Man, I'm telling receiver you. Receiver I, I thought he Cordell was going to be a coach. Cordell Patterson, wide receiver five thus far. Granted, we're only four weeks in. I mean, he's producing at an insane rate. So, I mean, can he sustain it? That's the question. Can, can the Falcons offense sustain keeping him involved and keeping him at this pace. I'm going to say probably not. 
Yeah, that's it. But that's, so far, it's impressive. Yeah, it's definitely impressive. It's really hard for any player to do to just continue it for. For example, you know, he is on offense at running back. He may be a receiver. And then he does kickoff as well. And it's just and he, he excels at all three phases, whether he's running the ball, whether he is receiving the ball, whether he's actually a kick return. He, you know, he's one of the best returners as well in the league. So it's crazy for him to maintain this. I know he's only 30, so he's definitely at the prime peak of his, of his uh, you know, athletic career. Um, but he doesn't look like he's dwindling down. But to maintain this for another uh, about, what, 12 games, 13 games, it's going to be kind of hard to do. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But – Hopefully they find that balance. I'm still waiting for my man Calvin Ridley to come alive. Um, you know, he, he's very middle of the pack, very middle of the pack, as is a lot of top-tier, you know, players that we had last year in the top five, top ten. Um, you know, you got Diggs, wide receiver, 30 range. Um, you know, not, not what you're expecting. Not what you're expecting. Mike Williams in the top ten. Um you know, Sam Darnold, top five uh, <laughs> QB. Sam Darnold. Uh, it's just, you know, it, it's it's interesting. This year is, it is interesting. Yeah, and it's not even COVID. This is just an interesting this year. This is just, just an interesting year. Each Man. week has just been different. Like, mm-hmm, one thing mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier was an interesting, for me, is this, this Chubb and Hunt kind of, I don't oh, know. That, that tandem, the it's newly just, revitalized it's, tandem. Man, it's just it's emerging early on. Last year, you kind of had an idea may happen, but this year, they definitely have, have shifted the time. Split. 50-50. Yeah. 50. 50. <laughs> Split 50-50 with them boys, man. But, um, man, Cordell Patterson, if you see him, let us know because he is uh, he's, he's, he's out of his mind right now. Out of body. Out of body. Doing some great things. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up, let's see what we got. We got uh, Sam Darnold, as we were just kind of talking about him. Five rushing TDs through four weeks. Boy, it's cutting What's up this going weekend. on? He was, he was hitting them with the options this Sam weekend. Sam Darnold, what, like, McCaffrey who saw who? this coming? I didn't have this on my bingo card. Hey, McCaffrey I did not. getting traded next week. I, I what? I guess everyone knows. Darnold's taking over. Oh, my Oh my goodness. Not a chance. Not a chance. Now, I, think, I mean, I think Sam Darnold can yeah, definitely yeah. sustain this. He's in the offense, and I—I I mean, it, it's coaching. It's not Adam Gase. Yeah, this is the Adam Gase theory. Yes. When he's not there, players tend to flourish. Happened in Miami. Happened with the Jets. So it's just like—it's a trend. It's just—it's it's a trend. It's a trend. So, um, but Sam Darnold making the Carolina Panthers look good. Unfortunately, they did receive their first loss this past week. To uh, who they play again? Cowboys. Cowboys. That's not right. Mistaken. Cowboys. Yep. yep. So um, no, that's what that's who they play this week. Who they play last week? Last week we gotta check that out. But in any case, um, this week they do play the Cowboys, which is gonna be a good game for them as well. Um, I could actually see that kind of being a high scoring game, maybe a nice little little shootout a- action, possibly, quite possibly. I look forward to that. I feel like we had a couple low scoring games this week. We could have definitely uh, done with some more exciting games, like the nineteen seventeen game. The Panthers Bucks played and the, Patriots. Uh, the Eagles this week. They played the Cowboys. Oh, they the did weekend. play the Cowboys. You're yeah. right. They played the Cowboys and lost to the Cowboys. You're absolutely right. That's my bad. Um, they played the Eagles this week. Yep. Okay. So right on there. Right on there. So we'll see what Sam Darnold can do um, against these uh, these Eagles this week. I think that should be a nice little game. So let's go ahead and talk about. The Jets and the Giants get their first win of the season in overtime. Uh, Did I add that the Jets beat the Titans? Uh, yeah, you know what's funny? I went to a wedding 
over this past weekend, and I was talking to um, my boy's frat brother, um, Lambdas, I believe. They're Lambdas. I believe. If I get that wrong, I'm sorry. But um, I was talking to one of his boys, and um, he's a Titans fan. So we started talking about Shout football, out. and, and uh, he was like, man, we play you guys this week. Da, 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 da. And he was like, he wasn't really, he wasn't really like talking. He was just like, you know what I mean? You know, a little back and forth, a little back and forth. Some banter. Yeah, some banter. And then uh, y'all ended up losing. <laughs> I was sick, man. I was, it was usually I try <laughs> to watch like losing. every game. Like I usually try to put on oh about four games God. and. Man, oh, okay. I, I just I, 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 I only I only tuned into the Titans game honestly during that time, and I just the whole time I'm just watching. I'm like, bro, we're really about to lose this game. Like, I wouldn't have mm, even mm, wanted to tie. Mm. Like, I'm glad we didn't tie. I would have much a tie would have been worse for me than a loss. Honestly, mm, mm, like it was mm. just it was sickening. And, and then, this sounds like a chain could be breaking because normal Jets fashion that would have been a tie, according to normal Jets. Yeah, no, it, the Jets going Jet. They but they good. won, they so there's good. something going on. I like the I like the new magic. Yeah, they, they definitely. I'll give props to that. The Jets definitely played good. Defense was on top of seven everything. sacks. Um, yeah, first time ever that for nothing. First time ever that brothers record a sack in NFL history. Yeah, Quentin together and Quincy? in the same game. Yep. Or Quinnen, Quinnen and Quincy, right? Yeah. 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 D lineman, a linebacker, and they both played great games too. Especially the linebacker. The linebacker was all over the place. I don't know. If sure did. Fifty six was everywhere. Sure did. On the field against sure the Titans. Did. So um, and he had some big hits against Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. which you don't really see people laying Slow out Derrick down Henry. A little that man bit. was was throwing. He was thumping. Yeah. Yep. So um, it was a it was a it was a bad game and for the, the Giants, Titans, but great game for the Jets. Giants, Saquon, boy, uh, hey, he, with he the walk off with the walk off uh, screen play. Was it a slowly, screen? He took it to the, took it to the house. He's slowly getting comfortable. Slowly getting better, man. Love to see it. Slowly, Shout out yeah. New York for that for those two franchise wins. Even though it, you know they're still very very lowly, <laughs> but um, it was a good but it's win. Good to win. It was it was definitely for the win. Giants to finally. Um, Especially for them, like I yeah. feel like they had a better hopes for their season. Jets too. Put some respect on my man Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean you know Jets, I mean? but you know I just, just feel like the Giants are you know, ah. slightly better in a sense. We know we thought they'd have at least a, at least a win or two by now. The That's Jets, true. you know, we knew they were gonna. You no, know, we didn't know we were gonna get from them, but definitely oh. good to see them win, even if it was against my oh, team. Oh, I love to see it. Love to good. see it. Yeah. Sweet like, taste of victory. And I'm a fan of Zach Wilson, so actually, I like I like how you played. You played really good. Made some good throws on a run out the pocket. It was good. It's good to see. All right, all right. Well, I appreciate to hear that. Better luck next time. Um, <laughs> next up, Cardinals. Only the uh, the only team left undefeated after whooping up on the Rams, and then the Raiders lost to the Chargers on Monday nights. Um. What do you think about that? How you how how far do you think the Cardinals can take this? Well, I know their next how game. How far do you think this is going to go? Um, I don't know, man. The Cardinals are an iffy team. Uh, the one thing I but can say, I did not. Something's different about them yeah, over no, there this year. It, it definitely different. is. The, I would definitely say the, the offense is clicking very well, and the biggest thing I'll say is the defense. That I did not mm. think the defense. Like I said it last podcast or po- previously the previous episode, I did not think their defense would be as good as they are. I knew they were going to be decent. They had a good year last year. Mm. They lost some key pieces, but oh, this year they are playing like on a mission. Byron Murphy is back there on the on the back end, definitely just flying around as a ball hawk. He already has, I think, three or four interceptions in the past like three games. Mm. 
Mm. We have Isaiah Simmons who's been coming to play. Of course, JJ Watt does his thing, and um, you know, does his thing. Chandler Jones being Chandler Jones, um, they're just playing really good all around uh, football, and I think that's what's really helping them kind of win the win so far. I mean, I I don't think we expected them to beat the Rams the way they the way they did. We know it was a division game, but they definitely uh manhandled the Rams, and they definitely could easily win their next game to go five and zero. Uh, and then from there, you know, I'm, I, it's just hard to say. They're in a tough division, but they definitely can carry this, and they easily can win a division with how they're playing at this moment. Kyler Murray was rocking last year, so he looks like he's getting back to how he was. Um, you know, as long as they stay, you know, healthy. AJ Green's looking good as well, too. Just AJ Green, and uh, you know, just you know, and I know he's a little older, but he definitely could he's still be some the job value there. Done. So, hey, sometimes with these older vets, man, sometimes they just need to get, you know, removed from that, uh, you know, that role, that primary role. They take it down a notch in, in uh, I guess the 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 target chain, you know, chain of targets, the top target, mm-hmm. secondary target. He's a he's a third option, fourth option, and that's you know, a, on and a, that's on a, a high powered offense. Yeah. So it's kind of like you get in where you fit in, and that's a good. And he's a vet, <laughs> yeah. He's a vet, knows the game, so he knows how to make the most of his opportunities. Um, he's just called upon less, which is, you know, better for him. Yeah, less injuries for him. He can actually stay on the field and produce like he has been. You know, Mm -hmm. hasn't been, you know, as like you were talking about, hasn't been high volume, but he's been efficient and Mm -hmm. effective when he needs to be. And And then he just sat out. that's what they need. He just sat out uh, previous year pretty much, right? Yeah. Yeah. He just sat out almost or two. That was two years ago. That was two seasons. I mean, overall, he's been very injured. So he hasn't really played, really. He's really just been playing a couple games and he's gone for the rest of the year. Or it's opposite, he's gone and then he comes back the last couple episodes. I'm sorry, episodes. (laughs) The last couple games. Yeah, last couple games of the season. So. Um, yeah, definitely. No, he's fresh. And then Rondell Moore, of course, has been doing his thing as well. Christian mm-hmm. Kirk has kind of came on little by little. Um, I do like the tandem with, with James Conner and Chase Edmonds. They've been kind of you know, doing a nice little two-way James back Connor, as well. James Conner, back-to-back games with uh, yeah. two two TDs. Yeah, just to give him the ball in the goal line, which is what you expect. I would expect Edmonds rather than you know, Conner there. So that's a nice little pickup if you, for some reason, happens to be in your waivers. I don't think you should be, but if for some reason if someone has him there, definitely a nice little pickup um, for some, some red zone targets. He on our waivers. Well, <laughs> well there goes hear. that. There goes I need that. need a running back. Um, let me see what's going on here. So, what else we got? Oh, yeah, Brady slips out of Foxborough with a win in the return. Ah, very, uh, very chess game. I said that weather. Very for, chess style. Yeah, chess style and that weather definitely played a big part. Oh, in the yeah, passing. the rain the, definitely the, the played weather, a the huge was, part. The weather was horrible. Brady was letting it sail. And yeah, I, which I, is not normal. Like, you don't. You combination don't really of that. the weather and I think maybe just some. Some nerves. Little, yeah, some nerves. Some nerves. Definitely, I'm sure he had a feeling that was indescribable. You know, you can't really detail it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, after playing your whole life, you know, collegiate, I mean, not collegiate, sorry, professional career um, with one organization and then to come back and return to the place that you made so many memories and championships gotta be a little bit you know rattling to say the least so um but he managed to do enough and uh you know time will be time time will be time so he managed to do enough to get the w and they escaped they escaped no love lost no strings attached um next up we got a man week four was a week of tight end booms Tight ends were booming. Someone like myself should have hit on a <laughs> on a tight end to boom. Like, but to be honest, the top three tight ends in terms of who you know scored the most TDs: Mo Ali Cox, Uzoma, 
and Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox, you kind of predicted you could possibly see it just because he was on a little bit of a tear. But another two TD game, nobody was predicting that. So, of course, I didn't see it coming. And I decided to pull him from my lineup and play Friar Muth because Chase Claypool was out. I figured, you know, Roethlisberger wouldn't be letting it fly like that because he can't. Um, backfired. I should have looked at it like this is a rookie in an offense running behind Ebron. They're probably not going to move the ball that much. Should have went with Dawson Knox, who's kind of a little bit of a hot target right now. So you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Can't make all the calls, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so Mo Ali Cox, Knox, and Uzoma, two TDs uh, each this week. In addition, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, the holy grail of tight ends. Tight end number 26 for the week. Tight end number 26 for the week. He yeah. was not even on... Not fantasy radars for one week. Yeah, so not, you know he's going to come out this week and go crazy. What? He's coming out hot. <laughs> you like, already know how that goes. And, and it's against the Bills, so you know it's going to be one of those like high... I see that I see that game being as one of those high-power offenses kind of games with the Bills and uh, Chiefs. High-octane game for so sure. Kelsey is definitely going to get his touches in that one. You already know it. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and jump into uh, waiver targets. That was pretty much it for, for the week four recaps. That's pretty much the gist of of, uh, you know, headlines to talk about. Uh, starting off with the waiver target slash injuries. We have Mixon, who came up injured. He's going to be out, uh, I believe he was week to week. Yeah, week to week. Week to week, so we don't really have a, you know, specific determination, but uh, it's going to be week to week, so he's going to need some, uh, or you're going to need a backup if you have him, or if you don't have him and you believe in Samaje P. Ryan in that offense, um, he's available. Chris Evans, available. Rookie, six-round pick, I believe. Um, good hands. Could be maybe thrown in there on pass-catching duties, but I don't believe the Bengals need that because they're getting their, you know, Mr. T. T. Higgins coming back. Um, Jamar Chase is on a tear. Tyler Boyd has been, you know, a target hog in, in Higgins' absence. So, I, as... As long as Mixon is out, um, it's real encouraging for the wide receivers in that offense, I believe. Everybody's going to get them a little taste. I think Joe Mixon was such a big value on that team. You know, they paid him a ton of money. Uh, he's proven to be good at times. Uh, so the focal point was to keep him involved. But with him out, they're not going to pay much attention to the running back role. I mean, you're going to get your little handoffs here and there, but they're going to let it fly. And they got a quarterback that can do it too. And, we and know they Joe have Burrow a quarterback. Throw, so what? Not even worried about that. So you know what I mean? This this offense is gonna take a little bit of a change until Joe Mixon comes up, uh, comes back. But it is encouraging for the wide receivers. I believe that they'll see an uptick in targets, um, and you know, hopefully some some touchdown success. Yeah. The only thing with you know, at least with Piran, he is a bigger back. So you know, if if you do looking for you know a possible like. TD, like maybe a one rushing touchdown for P. Ryan, that'd probably be like the most you really would get. So, I mean, it's definitely a waiver pickup depending on the opponents, but definitely look for more of the, you know, I would say more of the receiver play from the Bengals. And I don't know, I don't know if you get too much out of Chris Evans as well. 
Super dart throws if, if you're yeah. looking for him. P. Ryan, maybe not so much because he is the next man up. Yeah, and he Chris does, Evans he, would just be like a, you know, yeah. that's a super dart throw. Yeah, P. Ryan, P. Ryan's okay. He does get involved with so one because this isn't the first time Mixon has been. <laughs> yeah, he's been in the mix before. Yeah. He's been in the mix. So, so we kind of see what he can do. Yeah, um, so definitely look. No, again, he's more of like a touchdown dependent. He, he's not really yeah. going to give you high volume and yards and out the backfield too much. He'll catch I mean, one every now even, and then. So, but that's. They weren't even that's handing it, it off to uh, Joe Mixon like that when he was healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean, he was seeing. 12 touches, you know, 10 touches. He wasn't, you know, they weren't handing the ball off a lot to him. They were letting it fly. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Uzoma. So um, I look for that. I look that for the, I look for that to change a little bit in this upcoming week and maybe the week after if Joe Mixon is still out. Uh, next up, speaking of injuries, we have uh, David Montgomery with a high ankle sprain, I believe. He's going to be out about four to five weeks from what I last read. Uh, Damian Williams, next man up. Uh, Damian Williams does have a thigh bruise designation. Um, sure, it won't keep him out of the contest, but kind of keep that in mind. Never can really tell what you're going to get out of Damian Williams. I mean, I know a lot of people are running to the waiver wire to burn their you know, pick on him. Uh, realistically, he has a good matchup this week against Las Vegas, but after that, it kind of gets a bit more rugged. And... Bears O line is already bad. Yeah. I just I just don't see him. You're looking touchdown dependent. So if anything, with Montgomery being out, I think they look to get Allen Robinson a bit more involved. Um, I'm not really concerned. I I think that the organization knows that A Rob wants out. He's already kind of said that. So in him possibly taking this walk, they kind of want to see what they have in Darnell Mooney. If he is gonna, you know, turn into this this wide receiver one on on the Bears, so mm-hmm. I can see them kind of feeding him a little bit more. But A Rob is gonna get his looks. Be be patient with A Rob. He he's still a great player. He hasn't lost a step. It's just the play calling combined with the <laughs> midseason switch of quarterbacks with a brand new quarterback to start the season, and that quarterback goes down. So now you're dealing with a brand new quarterback that's also a rookie. So it's just like, you know what I mean? It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. So if you have the opportunity to, be patient with him because he's a player that can turn it around and yeah, and go crazy off just one catch. That's yeah. all it really takes. So, so one of those special players that yep. really don't matter the quarterback. As long as they look his way and they can you know, at least feed him and they'll be able to give him some targets, then he definitely can make it happen. And I think that's like you're saying with with, with Montgomery out and Damian Williams, you know, he can he's he's all right. Definitely look for Robinson to get more involved because we know what he can do. Does it year in and year out. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, we'll take a look at the tight ends that are uh, carving out some roles. These are on your waiver. If they're on your waiver, uh, Dawson Knox, as we talked about for the Bills, he's been getting some targets, getting some looks. Kind of touchdown dependent, but to see him, you know, have back-to-back games of a touchdown in the red zone, they're definitely looking for him. So that's somebody to reach out to. Um, I like Ertz, too. Ertz is on the waiver wire. I know Goddard is the primary focal point of that uh, tight end offense they have going on. But Ertz gets his targets. You know what I mean? His next couple games are, are tight end friendly. Uh, so, you know, he might be someone to, to, if you're streaming like I am, he might be someone to just kind of set and forget for the next three to four weeks. If you're streaming anyway, it's a dart throw. You're probably going to get two points or 11 points. Um I think Ertz gives you somewhere in the middle as a floor, and then if he gets a touchdown, it's even better. So um, Ertz might be a good option for you over the next three to four weeks. 
Max Williams. Max Williams also with the Cardinals. Um, there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, so uh, temper your expectations. He did just come off a good game, though, but, you know, a lot of mouths to feed in that offense still. Yeah, he definitely just – like, so far in the games, he he's not obviously no high targeted there, but he is somewhat involved, so definitely, you know, he can pop a TD every now and then. Yep. Um, Cameron Bray, Rob Gronkowski, as we know, is still out. Um, still last really? I heard, something his rib fracture yeah, and punctured his, his lung. Yeah, some crack ribs um, and punctured lungs. So definitely not pleasant. That doesn't sound great at all. But um, we know how much Tom Brady loves to target the tight end, and he did give Bray some looks in this previous uh, matchup against New England. They just they just missed on a couple opportunities, um, overthrows. But he definitely got some looks, so that was encouraging to see. That, you know, even though Gronk was out, that they wouldn't abandon keeping the tight end involved. And Bray looks like he was the beneficiary of that. So he might be a good pickup until uh, we get some more confirmation on what's going on with Gronk. Uh, next up, let's talk about Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold Dan. Um, came right into Jacksonville offense and got plays that were designed for him. He got about three catches, I think, that game. Uh Literally just learned the playbook. So, um, Trevor Lawrence hasn't really had a target in the tight end. Usually that helps rookie quarterbacks for the most part. Yep, little safety Um, valve. Yep, exactly. Uh, DJ Shark goes down. Um, Whose role really expands? LaVisca Chenault, James Robinson. There's room for a tight end to emerge in this offense, Mm -hmm. especially because they pass so much. Um, there's always room for behind. a tight end and Dan Arnold, huh? <laughs> They're always behind. They're always behind, yeah. Um, sure, sure Dan and, and Dan Arnold is, uh, you know, he's a good fill-in. He was doing good in Carolina. He was running alongside Ian Thomas. Um, he looked fast. When I saw him get the ball a couple times in his hands this previous game, he looked fast for a tight end. I was like, man, he can move. So that might be somebody to look at. Uh, Dalton Schultz, as you know, he's been going crazy on the Cowboys, um, if he's on your waiver, you might yeah, as well go I ahead and pick him, him up. Seen him, I've seen him on my waiver, so I'll definitely put a claim in on him for one of the leagues that I'm in. Uh, so, yeah, if he's on your waiver, he's definitely um, heating up. He heated up last year, too. He kind of came into play randomly out the scene, and he's kind of continued that trend this year. If uh, Blake Jarwin's not randomly kind of getting some touches, it's usually Dalton Schultz who's getting some good looks. Yep, and even with Michael Gallup being out, um, that also kind of elevates his purpose in that offense. Uh, they need another target. And uh, Dalton Schultz has been filling that role. Uh, Sam Darnold, I'm sure he's out there on a lot of waiver wires. So if you're looking for a quarterback to stream, um, say you don't necessarily love the Russell Wilson matchup on a Thursday. I don't particularly love it, especially against the Rams on a Thursday. (laughs) But I'm just going to do it because Thursday games can either be really good or really bad. For me, I just had a bad Thursday game with Marvin Jones on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had like two catches. I think I'm due for a for a good a good Thursday night game. I think I think we're all due for one. So I'm calling it this week. I think it's gonna be a great Thursday night game with great fantasy production. I'm calling it. So we'll see. Should be high power. You have the Seahawks and the Rams. But it's Thursday. It's the Thursday thing. It's but not the, the teams. It's the Thursday thing. Yeah, which is why for me, you know, 
one of, one of my players that I selected is from Thursday night, which I've done it before. I've hit on it, and I have another one that I just feel like it's just going to be one of those nights because it's Thursday. No matter who you are, Thursday doesn't matter. You never know. Does not Thursdays who you can are. be, ah, man, Thursdays. I don't even want to go into it too much more. But once you, if you know, you know. Um, next up, Alex Collins. If he's on your waiver, he's been getting some work behind Chris Carson. Um, they have a quick turnaround on this Thursday game, as we were just uh, speaking about. And Chris Carson popped up on the injury report this week with a neck injury. Uh, that's only two days away from game day. It's not good, especially with a brand new injury. That's not what you want to see. And it's uh, the neck. And it's the neck. So you might want to pick up Alex Collins as an insurance. I know he's not the most you know, glorified, prolific uh, running back in the league, but he's had his moments. Mr. Carlos he's, Hyde He's 2. had 0. his moments. Carlos Hyde. You're evil. You are <laughs> Carlos e- Hyde evil. Carlos <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex Collins has his moments, man. Uh, now, what he's able to do in that Seahawks offense, I think this game is just going to be about letting Russ cook. I don't think the run game is going to be evident at all because you can't run. And you can't really pass on on the Rams. <laughs> they just got whooped by the Cardinals. I know they're coming out what angry. Day is coming. Um, you know, Seahawks coming off of a win. I believe they just won this past week. Yep. They yeah, did. they, they did. The, um, they beat the Colts. Yes, correct. You are right. Um, so you know. Wait, no. It's, it's Colts. Who they beat? Hold on. There wasn't a Colts. I'm over here. Somebody, you right? <laughs> let, me, let me double check. Let you know, double the Seahawks, check. the Seahawks, they play Jeremus for Niners. They play the 49ers. That's who it was. 49ers. Um, and they did play good. They're coming off a win to the 49ers, so that's cool. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo went down mid-game. So you had uh, Trey, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. By the way, if he's in, I don't know why. He's in waivers in one of my leagues as well. That's another quarterback that may be able to stream. Um, later down the line as the season goes on. Can be uh can be Trey Lance because he definitely made some he made some good plays just to come in on his legs that you know made it look like he definitely can cut up and that the offense is built for a player like Trey Lance which is a good, which is a good thing it's not really built for a Jimmy G am I am my like you know perspective of seeing how they run they kind of run like a West Coast kind of out the pocket offense and I think that'd be really good for like a Brandon Ayuk and a Debo Samuel as well with Trey Lance's play style yeah no I agree um you know. We'll look to see. We'll look to see how that develops. But uh, it is good to see Trey Lance getting an opportunity. Him and Justin Fields getting an opportunity again. You know, going into this this next week, two young quarterbacks uh, should be interesting. Should be interesting. I'm still rooting for Andy Dalton. Let Andy come. Oh my God! Get out of here. <laughs> so man. is Matt Nagy. Oh, Matt. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing. You're not. You're not gonna pull me down into the Matt Nagy conversation. Like you're not. <laughs> You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. I will not allow it. <laughs> so let's move on to the next topic of interest on the waiver targets. Uh, let's talk about a couple wide receivers. So we got A.J. Green, who we talked about earlier. Um, in the role that he's in there, man, he could he could put up some good numbers for you. So a flex position, maybe on a bye week, he's a great fill-in. Somebody to stash at the end of your bench. Or, you know what I mean? Like I said, on good matchups, the way that that team is scoring uh, he may have some some immediate impact at the flex role. So uh, that's somebody that is out there on waivers. I know it. So you can go ahead and take a look at him. Uh, also, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker got off to a slow start with Tua um, over the last Ms. two Parker. games. Uh, <laughs> over the last two games, 
uh, Devontae Parker has been targeted double-digit times by Jacoby Brissett. So, yeah, he's coming back to life. It's good to see. Um, It's good to see. So, if Devontae Parker's out there on your waivers, go ahead and think about grabbing him up. Uh, James... I think mean, I know Fuller's out. I'm pretty sure Fuller's yeah, gonna Fuller's be out, out like week to week. Mm-hmm. And I know Albert Wilson's been all right. And Jaquem Grant just got, got traded. traded to the so yeah. So definitely more shares for Parker to kind of a little bit more Jalen Waddle action too. Yep, yep. yep. Let's see it. Uh, Jamison Crowder, look at that. The old vet, old reliable. Jameson. He had this run last season too, but uh, came in. It was an immediate impact. I believe he uh, led the team in uh, fantasy receiving production. Um, so shout out to him, Jamison Crowder, earning himself nah, a. You sure that wasn't? I've been Corey Davis. What Corey, What kind of stats Corey Davis had? Up? Corey Davis had two touchdowns. Oh, he had two touchdowns. All right, like, so like then maybe Jamison Crowder. Points. Uh, Corey Davis took off. Corey Davis had a game. All right, so maybe off. he did it, but off. he had a good. He <laughs> but, had a good but game. Crowder, yeah, Crowder had a good game. Though. watching the game, Crowder was was involved. He had for a sure. touchdown too. I yeah. think he had yeah, like yeah, he did. seven to eight receptions, something up there. So it was a good game for both. For both ends, it was good. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, uh, that's good for them. Good for the Jets. Yeah. Whooping up on them lowly Titans. Yeah, we had to throw uh, that. We next had to up, that. next yeah, up, that. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> Hunter Renfro is emerging as something special in that Raiders third offense, man. Renfro. Um, Second in Renfro. He's building. Yeah, he used to be just third in Renfro, but he's getting a lot more snaps, and he's making the best of those snaps. Renfro um, or nothing. <laughs> for real. He, he's really taking advantage. Uh, that Raiders offense can use it. You know, Jacobs has looked kind of hobbled to start this season, so... Their running production just isn't where they need it to be right now. So the effectiveness of, you know, Hunter Renfro coming out of that slot, especially when they're double-teaming Waller or making it difficult for him to get any kind of uh, looks, Renfro has come uh, come to play and stepped up. He delivered a big hit on somebody last night, too. Hey, that boy came down came from Came through the... and cracked him. <laughs> they thought they had on that, that fake, fake punt. On that fake punt. They thought he, he thought he had it. He he caught it, went to turn up, and Hunter cracked was right. that boy. What? Laid him out. Hey, man. He looked like a safety. What? Go he ahead. did a good Go job, Gruden, Put him on the other side as well. Light that boy up. Anyway, um, Chenault. LaVisca Chenault. He's getting into this offense a little more. I think he had a season high nine targets last week. Eight or nine targets. Um, definitely more involved, man. But uh, who's that offense is so up and down. That whole organization is up and down right now. We don't even know where some of these players' heads are at. Where the coaches' where heads are. Coaches' heads. Where the coaches' hands is at. We just don't. We don't know. We don't really know. So it's Urban. Uh, what you doing, boy? Urban. <laughs> Urban. Urban Meyer. What you got going on, Oscar Meyer? What's going to on, brother? Team. Man? It's supposed to be the image. Oh man, that image come with a sensor sticker. That's not good. That's not good. Um, next up, we got Mooney. Uh, Mooney over there in the, the Bears, over there in Chicago, man. He's doing his thing, um, making his presence known. Mm-hmm. Second year? No. Yeah, second year. Second year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, second year player. Uh, Chicago's definitely trying to see what they have in him, and he's had su- a connection with, with Justin Fields. So um, more to come on that. I saw a, a bold take that he would outproduce T. Higgins this year. And, Whoa. you know. It, wow, what it, a take. It's a take. It's a take, but um, it could actually. It's. I mean, if you look at if, if you look at the opportunities from it both ends, it definitely could be realistic. But it I don't know, be. man. T. Higgins is a. It's a little different. Yeah, it could be. So I guess we'll see at the end of the season what that actually turns out to be. Um, 
And that's uh, anything else for the waiver targets? I think we covered everything for the waivers. Uh, nothing uh, else about anything else. Yeah, Quarterbacks might have went now, down. Yeah. Anybody else? The, the, I mean, this week I'll say one thing. What I noticed is it's not really a big running back week matchup. I would say I think this week is more favored of uh, receivers. So definitely just look for. I mean, some flex positions and some receivers. Look at some of the matchups that are going on. This this year definitely has been more of a pass-happy league, uh, for sure. A lot of teams have allowed a lot of yards passing, so to say, rather than rushing. Um, so that's one key thing to kind of keep in mind this week as you look over your matchups. Kind of look at what teams have allowed the most yards passing or rushing, the average yards. Um, and just kind of look, pick those off from your waivers. Definitely more of a receiver-needy uh, week so far, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, for sure. Nah, that's, um, that's a good take. Uh, definitely want to go ahead and search those waivers. There's a lot of wide receiver options out there. So, you know, go with who you feel comfortable with. Um, play the upside. If you're in a position where you may be 0-4, um, <laughs> you might want to look, you might oh, want to yeah, just that. play the upside when, uh, you know, when it present. what? I, I, feel, did it? I feel attacked. Why so? Y'all heard what he said. Y'all heard the raise. I just said 0-4. I saw What's... the equalizer go up when you said 0-4. I was just out. <laughs> In any case, I'm saying that, you know, if you need wide receivers, they're available on a waiver wire. If you're trying to lock in a running back, you're going to have to, you know, you might have to burn that number one overall. There, there's some real good, at this point of the season, there's some good assets that's going to fill the end of your bench or become a, a weekly starter. There's some potential laying around. So um, it's a big week for the waiver wires, I feel like. So just, you know. Move aggressively, move with intent, and be knowledgeable of what you're doing. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I just want to give a quick update. So for Dave Montgomery, it's a knee sprain. It'll be out four knee to five Knee sprain weeks. on Monty. All right. Well, that's never good to hear. Uh, so we definitely do wish Monty a speedy recovery, but in terms of uh, fantasy purposes, Damian Williams is the next man up. So if you're looking for that, um, he's going to be on your waivers. So get ready to burn that, and hopefully he does not burn you if you put him out there this week. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and move on. I am going to hit you guys with that normal music intermission. This episode, I wanted to highlight a South Memphis rapper by the name of Luca. He just dropped a project September 24th titled Why Look Up? Gods in the Mirror. Um, how did I discover him? I was actually applying to put Brody and Bill on a couple playlists. It did get accepted on Spotify and uh, I like to listen to some of those playlists I submit to because I feel like if they're going to take my talent, they would take other talent. So I ended up listening through through I ended up listening through on that playlist and I stumbled upon Luca. So I, you know, I reached out, told him I liked his work. Um, you know, basically he showed love. You know, I always want to try and spread love if I can, especially in the industry. So um I checked out his project and it's really dope, man. So uh today's intermission with the music, if you want to actually follow him, it's on on Instagram at big B-I-G, Luca, L-U-K-A-H, and it is Luca, L-U-K-A-H, on Spotify or streaming platforms if you want to search his project, Why Look Up, 
God's in the Mirror. But this song on the project is one I was really feeling. It's called The Siege. So uh, go ahead and listen to that when you get a chance. Once again, available on all streaming platforms. But for now, we're going to leave you with that uh, music intermission. But before we go into that, you know the next segment that comes up. Our favorite segment, your favorite segment, everyone's favorite segment. You bought the bus is coming up. And you know we got the big trust segment. Big, big trust. trust. Woo woo. Big trust. Big trust. You already know we got that coming up. And then also we're going to talk about our sleepers. Cue the snores. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> and we got our sleepers coming up. Spot on. Spot on. We got our sleepers coming up. But for now, we're going to leave you with that Luca record titled The Siege off his project Why Look Up, Gods in the Mirror on a Fantasy Culture Podcast. We'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just copped a new toy to add to my collectibles Red dot headshot, I turn them to a vegetable Dress my issues up, I like for them to be presentable The mags be extendable, I feel like an expendable And she never jams, damn right, my shit's dependable I pull, steal, aim, kill, upper mass critical Let my dogs tell it, I'm this crazy individual I own so many straps, sometimes I wish I had tentacles Suckers be whole until the heat make them divisible And what I gotta make the biggest ends of feel minutes Yo, keep my ish concealed cause I don't like it when it's visible I pull the strizzy out and watch our suckers turn spiritual Keep the fire on me, I can't help it, that's habitual Protect by any means, yeah, that's my end Could come in peace, but it ain't nothing to get physical we talk. And we're back on the Fantasy Culture Podcast Once again, that music intermission was from Luca Titled The Siege Make sure to follow him on all streaming platforms, look for Luca if you are searching the artist's name. And if you want to follow him on Instagram, it's at Big Luca. All right, make sure you tap in with the artists, support Luca. the artists, show them love. You feel me? Cool. Next up, we're going to get into the first segment. And you know what that is the You Bought the Bus segment. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. And see what we got. All right, so the you about to bust segment. Uh, who you got first? Who you got? Uh, first one I'm going to go with, nothing too crazy. I'm actually going to go ahead and go with one that I'm sure everyone will kind of point out as well. It's going to be Mr. Miles Gaskin. Um, for anyone who are believers, just, again, it's not a big running back week. Um, but I do. I would like to say he has not been as efficient in the offense as he was in week one um, so far. Uh, last week had an abysmal abysmal game. Malcolm Brown kind of took most of the shares. Um, Gaskins didn't really get any play into the passing game, which is usually his focal point when it comes to him being a part of that offense. I mean, he's not the biggest runner, but he definitely can run the ball. But he um, only ended the week with point three, which is which is atrocious, as you know, quote on RB one on the team. 
Um, and so for anyone who Yikes. may be expecting like, you know, a more, maybe a bounce back game for him to be more involved in offense, hard for me to see that with them going in a home game versus the Bucks, um, who have granted, yes, their, you know, their past defense is a bit depleted, but their front seven is still really efficient. Um, they still shut down that running back position in all, in all facets of the game, whether it is receiving out the backfield or just rushing the ball. So your better chances are more with your receivers against the Bucks defense than it would be against than, than your running backs. So, um. Definitely get my first bout the bus is going to be Miles Gaskin against the Bucks defense. Don't see a bounce back game from him. I kind of see an identical kind of low point scoring game from him. Um, and it's just, I just don't see it. So that's my first bout the bus. Um, who's yours? Who we got who we got for you. You said low scoring. He scored a point three. You got him not even giving you a point this week? I mean, <laughs> he's playing a much tougher defense. I don't even. I just it's that's just horrible, man. I mean, I don't. Forty three sound like an outlier. You say he about to have a low production again? Yes, I mean he may not have point three. My maybe he goodness. had. Maybe he may have four or five. You know, maybe he picks up a couple catches. That but, is words of but violence. Point three is just that's just I don't. I just horrible for you Sheesh. not to be injured and you were still active the whole game and to be the quote unquote Mm-mm. starting running back of that Miami offense is is crazy. They only have .3. All right. Well, harsh words from Miles Gaskin. Sheesh. Sorry, Miles. <laughs> my my first bout the bus, uh, Brandon Cooks, simply because he's going up against the Pats. Mr. Belichick Cooks. is going to shut your primary beneficiary on any offense. He's doing his best. He's scheming around shutting them down. That Houston's offense, flowing as it is, flows through Brandon Cooks. Without Brandon Cooks, that offense is a shell of what they are right now. That offense is Brandon Cooks. So, I'm calling about the bus. I feel like Belichick has schemed to remove him from the game plan. Okay, He's going to be taken clean out of the game plan. And I have him falling outside of the top 15 receivers for week five. Okay? Okay? We'll see what's about to happen next. Okay? Okay? (laughs) Um, I like it. it. So who we got? I like it. I remember I called him one week. He still kind of popped off, but that was a Thursday night game. This is not Thursday night. So I definitely see, you know, Belichick doing what he does best. Yeah, and his, his previous two meetings against them, he was held without a touchdown. You know, he's been getting a lot of targets, but he's made, you know, owners very happy with that additional touchdown that he's usually able to to give. Yeah. But um, last two outings against the Pats, he did not have a touchdown. So hopefully they're able to keep him right around there and limit his production so that I can hit on my about the bus mark for Brandon cooks okay okay all right so for my next about the bust uh, it's gonna be uh it's my guy dk metcalf um i'm just mm. i'm not seeing and, and it's a thursday night game i am expecting again a high high octane game between the two teams um but it's just—it's hard for me to see. He don't see. want no smoke with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, man, saying. he just—he does not have a—he does—he hasn't had great games against Jalen Ramsey. Um, he's played the Rams four times. Out of the four games that he has played the Rams in total, he has sixteen catches for two hundred and nine yards and one touchdown, which from someone of his of his caliber, that is that's atrocious. He has not scored more than thirteen points fantasy against the Rams. 
Um, 13 is the highest he scored. The other ones have been 8, 7, and 11, which are not, again, not great numbers. He does get some targets. He's, his highest catches have been six, is, uh, six catches. is the highest he's caught in the game. Um, again, he's only had one touchdown. That was his first game against the Rams um, since Ramsey has been on that team mid re- mid-season through 2019 guarding DK. He has not had a great game at all <laughs> against Ramsey or against this um, against them in general. Against the Rams, they do a good job of kind of shutting him down. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I just I see a game like that for him. I see about the bus game. It's a Thursday night, short week. Um, it didn't look good that he was kind of hobbled with a foot injury at the end of the game um, against the 49ers recently. So... Um, that's just something to look out for with a short week of recovery. I feel much better about it. It feels more of a Sunday game since they're more of a West Coast team. They play later in the day. But since this is a Thursday night game right around the corner, um, just finish playing a physical game, it's kind of hard for me to see a true production. But it is Thursday, so who knows? Maybe he has the magic powers that would just heal up that foot. But <laughs> I'm not I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing a huge game because, though, just as, as – you know, his stats have shown he has not had a great game against the Rams, um, as you would want him to have. So um, that's my about the bust is Mr. DK Metcalf. I actually um, took a risk, and I don't think I'm going to be starting him this week, just because I just I just wow. I just don't I, I don't I don't want to ride with who that. Who are you starting um, over him? So who I'm starting over him, I will mention later. Oh, here you go. Not looking at him. He's yeah, being... I mentioned I mentioned oh, it later. It's a, oh, it's a it's a waiver target. He's doing a plug and play, everybody. I mentioned oh, it later. Oh, he's pulling yeah. out the old gorilla tactics. You know? You got to watch out for this guy. You got to watch out for this guy. Watch out for the quiet ones. Whatever it is, whatever it is. Uh, My next up, I got Amari Cooper as my second bout to bust. Um, They're going up against the Giants. I just feel like he's going to see a good majority of Bradbury in coverage. Um, Bradbury has had an above average season thus far. He had a great season last year. This season, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. A bright spot in that secondary um, CD just came off of a down game. You know, he's barely targeted. I think he maybe had like two or three targets. Yeah, he had three um, points. That killed me. Yeah, th- th- this is setting up to be a CD week. Um, Amari, you know, he, he's still, he's going to go out there and he's going to play hard and, you know, but I think that this week is going to be a CD week combined with some Zeke. Um, I think Amari Cooper will be the odd man out this week. Um, it could be a potential shootout. It could definitely be a potential shootout. Um, but you know, I think Amari Cooper is going to be stressed out with Bradbury and company. So, um, I am saying that he does not score a TD this week and he is held under 80 yards receiving, does not score a TD and held under 80 yards receiving for Amari Cooper as my second Bata bus for this week. Mr. Cooper, I definitely like it, and I know his injuries don't really help, so to say. Just continues on with the same. I think it was like a rib and hamstring injury, which yeah, he are had both a rib and a hammy, which are both just take nothing but a quick cut or a hit to kind of knock you out the game. So I can definitely see that. All right, all right. Next segment is uh who you about to trust? I'm about that big trust, big trust. Woo woo. woo, woo. That's what we here for to talk about who we trust in this week. So I got first up T Higgins. T Higgins was a wonderful flex play with wide receiver two upside the first two weeks of the season. He got banged up in in uh, week three. Uh, Banged up his shoulder, came back in. They were in the red zone, came back in, scored the touchdown, and then sat out for the rest of the game. Um, turns out it was an issue with his shoulder, so he missed 
week four because uh, the the game three was just a couple days before they had to play a Thursday night game, right? Wasn't it? Ooh, sorry. The Bengals. I think they just played. Yeah, they just, yeah. Um, they just played the Jaguars. Yeah, Thursday Jaguars. Night. So, yeah. So, he so was I'm a quick glad. turnaround Everyone for him. Um, they decided to sit him down. They decided to sit him down, and uh, he should be ready to go this week. And they're going up against Green Bay. Joe Burrow has been letting it fly. And as we kind of talked about it a little bit, uh, without Joe Mixon, I feel like they're going to go to the air a lot. He's going to be throwing a lot. Uh, T. Higgins, I think he's going to come back. He's going to come back healthy like nothing ever happened. And he's going to ball. Pick up right where he left off at. Top of the you know team in red zone targets. Um, he's just he's really that very consistent. He's really that guy, and I think he's gonna come back and show people that he is the number one receiver in that offense. He is the alpha on that side of things. Um, Jair Alexander also not being present is a big hit for that mm-hmm. Packers secondary. They have. Huge. Um, Eric Stokes and, Eric and, your, Stokes favorite, and your favorite guy. Oh my God, Kevin <laughs> King. He's he's not a healthy scratch this week. <laughs> oh my. They're gonna need goodness. someone to play. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so you see, it's toaster it's, it's, oven. It is toaster. It is looking toast good. Toast him. Hit the toaster and it's gonna. <laughs> you know, it just pop up. That's that's T Higgins. Just gonna pop, just pop up out the toaster because he's about to toast these boys, man. Yeah, man oh my man. goodness. Kevin King may shut him down. T Higgins. T Higgins is gonna have a day. I'm calling him as my trust. If he's coming off an injury, shake that injury off. Don't even worry about him. Get him in your lineups. And last year, I had both T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I found myself playing Tyler Boyd a little bit more often than T. Higgins, and I regretted it every time. And every time since then, where I've been in between T. Higgins and somebody else, I've regretted going against T. Higgins. So I'm not going to steer you wrong because I'm going to follow my own advice here. T. Higgins is back in my lineups, off the injury, going up against Green Bay, and I have him finishing Inside the top 20 with a TD and going over 125 receiving yards. All right. 125. You heard it. Is that the first 100-yard receiving game? Would it be? Um, I'm not I know, sure. I know, I know for the most part he's been. I think he came been, close, but I don't think he got yeah, 100 like, yards. I know usually he gets around like six to seven catches around six, 60 to 80 yards. I know he usually kind of. Ranges around there, um, but I definitely get. I can I can see it's it the with, TDs that help him. Yeah, yeah he had no. fifty eight yards receiving first game, sixty yards, but he had a TD. Yeah, and which, he's which, heavily and, relied upon yeah, in the and, red and, zone, and so the TDs don't keep rolling. Yeah, and the Packers defense is like they're good, but they definitely can they can be thrown on. It's not it's not hidden. Um, it's happened. Um, so yeah, I like it. I yeah. like the match. Jair Alexander is the anchor of yep, that secondary. Like you said he with him being down. out. You Kevin know, King and Eric it's, Stokes. It's a lot of it's it's a lot of experimentation going on in that secondary. Yeah, they're trying stuff out, trying to find out what works, and I think it's a good week for the Bengals receivers to take advantage. So um, I'm looking for a big Shoot game out. from T. Higgins, and uh, let's go, let's go. Who you got? Who you got? Who you trusting this week? All right, all right. So. My who to trust. Uh, my first one, I'm going with Mr. Adam Thielen. That is my... Adam my, Thielen? Adam Thielen. That's my who to trust. They played the Lions this week. This. They played the Lions this week. So I watched the game um, of the Vikings and the Lions. I did catch some of that game. One key thing I did notice, Thielen did not have a great game fantasy-wise. Wait, you said they played the Lions this week? Yes. So what game you watched? Previous games? Huh? You said you you said they played them this week coming up? They, yeah, they played, they played them this week coming up. I was going to say that what I just watched from... Adam Thielen in the previous game, they play the Lions coming up this week. And what I just watched from the lot from Adam Thielen previous game was that he just wasn't he got um he didn't get a lot of points fantasy wise, but he did get a lot of targets. I think he got eleven targets. Um, okay. 
And a lot of some of the plays that he missed on were just it wasn't necessarily his fault. Maybe just been like a bad throw or just like, you know, just some kind of hiccup in a defensive breakup to where you know they're still looking for him. And it was just one of those games where, you know, they played they played a good team. Let me go back to see who they who they played. Just this past week? Didn't they just play the Browns? Yes, yeah, they yes. played the Browns. They the Browns who do have a good who do have a good defense. Um, Greedy Williams actually had a really good pick um, in that game against Adam Thielen. Um, but I don't see that same competition, of course, with the Lions. We know the Lions play hard, but they're not the Browns' defense. Um, I'm still expecting a good game from Justin Jefferson as well. Um, but I do see this as a game for the Vikings, who do need a win. They are one in three. They definitely do not want to be one in three. But of course, they just lost that tough game to the Browns. They have played a lot of tough teams so far. So you know, going against again another a team that is hard fought. So don't want to take that away from the Lions. But I don't see the talent level compared to the Vikings. I you know I'd have to say, especially offensively. So I see this as you know an Adam Thielen game to kind of bounce back from the fantasy production that he just put up. Um, definitely look for him to kind of have some more catches. Again, he did have 11 targets, so it's not like he's not being phased out the offense. There were just some hiccups in that, in, in that game. The, the game was very, you know, it was like 16 to 8 or 7. It wasn't a high-scoring game. It was a very defensive battle game. So I don't I don't necessarily see the same outcome in the Lions. Doesn't mean they can't give that because we have seen it. Um, but I, I see a bigger game with Adam Thielen than, than what he just had. And uh, that's, my, that's my who to trust this week. Okay, okay, okay. Who to trust? Who to trust? I like that Adam Thielen. Um, he's always been involved in that offense, man. It's just sometimes it's it's Jefferson's it, been been cutting up. Though. Yeah, like, Jefferson's like, been getting. Like he's he, starting to emerge he again. Performed, um, I'd rather like Thielen only had like Thielen only had seven points, like yeah. seven eight points, but Jefferson still had like around mm-hmm. twenty. He still had his share. He was he was doing his thing. So yeah, um, you, de- you definitely see the difference of last year and this year. I feel like like you were saying, Jefferson is definitely like emerging more and more of just being that guy. Like. Yeah, absolutely, just, just absolutely. So, um, it's looking good for them. Hopefully, they can get a get a good win. I believe it's on the road this week. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, next up from my who to trust, I got a, I got Dallas Goddard. I got Dallas Goddard, man. Goddard? Yeah, I'm going Dallas Goddard. I think, uh, I think he's gonna have a good week this week. Um, currently he leads the team in red zone targets. They played the. Cardinals, I'm sorry, not the Cardinals, the Panthers this week. And uh, Panthers tend to play receivers on the outside pretty good. You know, they usually keep them in check pretty well. Um, even with J.C. Horn going down, uh, they still managed to come back and without Christian McCaffrey, still play a relatively decent game um, against, uh, they, they lost though, they just lost to the who was it? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yeah, I always forget those are the Cowboys. Oh, so we talk, I'm sorry, talking about Dallas Goddard. So the Eagles. The Eagles. Um, no, no, no. I'm talking about yeah, the Carolina Panthers. They just played the the um, the Cowboys. Yeah. So they held, uh, you know, they held the the outside wide receivers pretty much in check. You didn't really get much out of you know CD. You didn't really get too much out of Amari Cooper. He had one long ball that turned yep. into a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One 40-yard pass that just happened to be a touchdown. Other than that, I think he finished the game with, with 69 yards. He was so hobbled other, after that, too. Yeah, so other than three <laughs> targets hobbled. and one big play, he didn't really have much. Yeah. But who did eat was Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. Them boys were so, cooking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, understand that there's some possibility here that Goddard could have a good game against this Carolina. They seem to be a little soft in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with Zach Ursa kind of distracted, too. To, yeah. You know, kind of take some pressure off and... For Goddard to kind of get those looks. Mm-hmm. And uh, the offensive line for Eagles hasn't been too bad. Um, they just had to abandon the run because they get down early. Um, 
you know, that frees up a lot of touches for for Gainwell, who's emerged as a as a prominent role in that offense now. So, uh, but I like Goddard. He's reliable in the red zone. Jalen Hurts looks for him in the red zone. He could have been one of those tight ends who had a two uh, touchdown week this past week, mm-hmm. but he had one call back. Yeah. Um, I think yep. it was a holding call or something, but he got it called back. Um, he already had a touchdown for the game, but that second one would have been nice to have uh, on a connection from Jalen Hurts. So, um. But he didn't get it. So I think this week he comes back. He has another consistent game. So look out for Dallas Goddard to put up some good numbers. Um, I actually have him finishing tight, tight end 10 or better. And I think he does score two touchdowns this week. I'm going to give him two touchdowns this week. Two? I like it. I definitely like Dallas it. Dallas Goddard. Especially with a matchup like you were talking about, the Panthers are like calling that out of how well they cover the outside receivers. You have younger receivers as well who, um, you know, they're not the biggest. They do create good separation, but the Panthers do a good job of kind of locking that up. So um, definitely a good call out. So I like it. I can definitely see two Ds for Mr. Yep. Goddard. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, who you got? You got one more uh, who you trust. Yeah, so my, my trust is actually against your Goddard team. Um, mine's Robbie Anderson. Um Mr. Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Mr. Robbie Anderson what team is he play my for? guy. The Carolina Panthers. He's still there? Carolina Panthers. Oh man. Yeah, so Mr. Um yeah, Rob Robbie Anderson Robbie is um Anderson. that is that is the person that I'm putting as my who to trust. I'll take um, Robert I know <laughs> I know one th- we know one thing Robbie Anderson um you know he is a bit TD dependent I would say to a degree, but that is something that he is big on. Um he definitely gets looked at by Sam Darnold for some deep throws. Uh, he did put, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a good game against the Cowboys recently. Who um, they're doing pretty good defensively on the pass. Um, still though, within this this game, Robbie Anderson still has some targets. I want to say he had what we have here. He had yep. So he had eleven targets actually that game. Um, and when you saw wow. that increase, because game previously before McCaffrey went out, um, his number his targets were low, like three. Five when McCaffrey was in, and the minute McCaffrey went out, his his targets went up to nine, and now this recent game went up to eleven. Um, so it's, again, he is looked at, looked for an offense. It wasn't a great week for him against the Cowboys. Um, definitely has a better chance to kind of open up against the Eagles, who you know kind of just got cut up by the by the by the Chiefs. Granted, I know Tyreek Hill, and Mahomes are obviously you know better than Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson, but it's still some good players who are respectable and can still put up some numbers against that Eagles, which I can easily see in this kind of being a game where it can be a little scoring. Um, Eagles kind of have that tendency where they look like they can put up some points, but don't really. Not the best defense. Like the defense is good, but um, it's, you don't rely on their defense to control the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I do see a game where it looks like Robbie Anderson can definitely bust out a big catch and run. Okay. Um, okay. Again, there's a, there is no McCaffrey. DJ Moore has been, you know, definitely doing his thing. He's so you can look for him season. to kind of get a little more of the attention as along with Trey Marshall as he continues to try to find his groove into Terrence the offense. Marshall. Sorry, Trey Marshall. They call him Trey Marshall, but Terrence Marshall. Um, they call him Trey? Yeah. I, think I never heard nobody yeah. say Trey. Um, I remember seeing him from LSU. Um, but yeah, Terrence Marshall definitely, I'll use his real name, Terrence Marshall. I'm making up for it. <laughs> but Terrence Marshall definitely can go ahead and um, you know, continue to find his groove in there. But again, my who to trust, Robbie Anderson, look for him to continue to get those targets that he has been getting. We've seen him and Sam Darnold throughout the years find each other on deep passes. Um, definitely like more than 40, 50 yards is like things to hit on. So um, that's my who to trust. Okay, okay. 
some relevancy I try there. To, I try to go out the realm this week of who to trust. I try not to stick with some of the, you know, okay. the high potent players that we know are most likely going to kind of do some work. So Robbie, Robbie Anderson. He's only had one touchdown from week one. Um, I do see him. You know, he's, he's due for a touchdown. He's due for at least one touchdown coming up. Robbie Anderson. All right. Mr. Anderson. All right. All right. Did I right. little did I matrix in there? Is that yeah, what it is? Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's jump into Robbie. our sleepers. Sleepers this week, cue the snores. <laughs> sleepers is back. Sleepers is back. Uh, my sleeper this week, uh, I'm going to go with Jacoby Myers. Jacoby, uh, yeah, Jacoby put the, put Myers is uh, leagues ahead of, uh, of his teammates in target <laughs> share. He yes. commands a whopping 25% target share. The next closest person is 13%. That was James White before he got injured. Which is crazy because they still have other players on the team. Yep. Uh, so that's that's kind of crazy. Uh, next up, he uh, had double-digit targets in back-to-back games. So the past two games, they're playing the Texans this week. The Texans have <laughs> allowed a wide receiver to go over 100 receiving yards in the last two games. Although they haven't given up a TD since week one, Myers is yet to score his first TD. And I believe he tastes pay dirt this week. Storyline Dre back? Could be. Could be. I could be here. This could be a one-time appearance. Jacoby get his first TD? Jacoby might get his first TD this week. Yeah, so... um. He's been emerging as a reliable target for Mac, and he could definitely see some, you know, some more, if you even believe it, more targets and looks headed his way. Um, I say he gets double-digit targets again this week, and he gets his first touchdown of the season this week as well. I have Jacoby Myers as my sleeper. Ooh, I like it. He's on one of my teams, so um, I'm definitely a fan of Jacoby Myers. I feel like he's... Turn to be Mr. Reliant and Mr. Uh, you know, consistent for Mac Jones. They just have that chemistry. They just find each other on the field. And um, I was like watching him against the Bucks game. Like, even though it wasn't, it was a great defensive game, he still just found ways to kind of get open um, and, you know, so make plays. So I like it. I like the move. Uh, my sleeper. Um, so earlier, um, I did move DK out, and I originally moved him out for my sleeper, which is Cole Beasley. Um, but then I started looking up the matchup, um, and I changed it to Corey Davis. Um, Corey Davis. Changes Corey Davis like the matchup better. In compa- London? Like the matchup better compared to the Chiefs um, and Cole Beasley's number. Just because I know the ball's going to spread around everywhere. You have your Docs and Knox. You have Emmanuel Sanders who's been turning up a little bit. And then you have your, um, of course, Stefan Diggs. So that's why I switched for at least my main lineup. But Cole Beasley is still a good filler, which is why I chose him as my sleeper. Because although the, you know, the Bills do have those other weapons on the team, Cole Beasley is still highly looked at as, you know, the go-to slot man, especially on these big games. Mm-hmm. Like, these big games is when he always, like like similar to Hunter Renfro, they always just seem to find the ball and the target share, get us a good flex position for PPR. I know he doesn't really get touchdowns. You know, that's not his things, but he is a high volume in targets. So far, he's been averaging at least eight or nine targets a game, which is pretty big. You know he's going to normally get those short passes, but can turn those up, you know, on just a quick play, quick slant routes. Um, and definitely can emerge for a touchdown by any at any means. You know, that whole offense is very potent, and anyone can get the ball at any time. 
Um, but I definitely have Cole Beasley, who has um, he's been he's had like you know nineteen point game. He's had like eleven. Then he's also had a three and four. But um, again, he is in a very high powered offense, mm-hmm. and he, in a game right now, that's a big game. I think that's the biggest thing to point out. This is a big game between the Bills and Chiefs. No matter how much you try to downplay it, this is another possible matchup of a, a you know of AFC showdown for the Super Bowl. Um, again, they may try to downplay this, but we know this is going to be something that that is looked at. Special. And Cole Beasley is usually always finds his way to produce in you know, in these games. You know, he just comes to play because he's just reliant. He's just he's there. He did it on the Cowboys. Um, he's been doing it for Cole the Bills Beasley. for the past like three years. So that's my sleeper. Again, I know they have Emmanuel Sanders there as well, who's you know another person that could possibly be on the waivers. I know they have Diggs. Knox has been heating up. Um, but again, Cole Beasley is still that safety belt, and so look for you know a nice little pickup in your flex position for PPR for sure. All right, all right, I like that take. I like that take. I'm not mad at it. Um, last week we didn't really hit too much on our takes. I don't really think we were yeah. that accurate. Week four was just a down week all around. I don't know what was in the air. I heard rumors about a uh, Mercury Gatorade. You know whatever they say is in the air. The moon was full. It was giving off a certain glow. Yeah, it was not. Um, um, something was off. It was something off. Something was off. I, I didn't hit on into mine either. And it was just, and everyone, some of mine got theirs off just having a touchdown save and I kind of boosted up points. But it was just still just an off off day. So hopefully, you know, don't, don't, don't let that one week describe the, you know, the information we give out. We have been pretty solid on our other picks through the weeks. You know, we all have, we all have an off week. You know, don't, don't expect it too much. Dre may have another one this week when we play when we play each other. So just look out again for 80s Demise Part 2. Um, the sleeping here in the background is my trophy. Just waiting for me to pick it up. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't <laughs> realize. I didn't realize I fell asleep on that bull. <laughs> she, you sleep. <laughs> You better talk. You better talk to the people, cause you gonna need them. You are gonna call out to them after this week. Oh man, hope you help remember. me. Help me, please. Hope help me, please. Last year. Man, actually, he won the first matchup last year, so let's not remember that. I'm not trying to hear none of that. My boys is coming ready to play, and we gonna play. That's it. Let's talk about these matchups. Thursday night, we got the Rams and the Seahawks. That should be a very good game. Rams, I did not like that loss. I know they didn't. That mm-hmm. one had a very sour taste. Yeah, division loss um, too. Division loss too. Seahawks coming in off a win. They're looking to get stuff rolling. Um, should be an interesting game. I'm actually going to take the Rams here. I'm going to say the Rams win this game. Um, I'm going to say 24. Over Mr. Russ, the Magic Russ. 24. 23. I think it's going to be super close like that. 24. That's a hell of a score. Yeah. 24-23. Yeah, I think it's going to be super close like that. I, I mean, I can I can see it. I, I may go a little higher um, just because I think the Rams will try to come out. Cooper Cup's been balling. Hopefully Robert Woods can get some in there. Um, but I, 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 no, I'll probably go like 31-24. So I'm not too far off, but I can, okay. I can see it being, you know, high scoring but close. Okay, okay, okay. Um, next up, we got the Jets and the Falcons. That's a 9.30 a.m. game, so make sure you uh, don't have your players in the flex if they're playing that early. Man, I don't know. You've got to keep that in mind. That's early. That's an early, that's early, that's early game. So, And make sure you know who's playing Saturday night because you're going to have to get up a little bit earlier because the game's going to be starting probably that you know, you're not really accustomed to waking up at that time and the game be going on. So just make sure Saturday night you take a brief overview of your lineups. If you got somebody playing this Sunday morning, try not to keep them in the flex because that's a really early game. 
And just in case anything happens, you don't want to just lock a player that already played into the flex. Same for Thursday night games. Do not keep them in the flex. That is a rookie mistake. Don't be a rookie. Uh, next up, Lions and Vikings. This is a get-right game for the Vikings. Yeah. Um, even game. though they did, did they lose to the Browns? They lost to the Browns. It, yeah. was, it was a good game. It's just the, I mean the Browns have a really good defense. Again, it was a, it was a low-scoring game. Um, just, the Vikings have played some really tough teams. They man. have. They, they played some. So it just shapes up for you know a long year. They are in a tough division. So you know, this is another division game against a tough team. But it's like you were saying, it's kind of a cleanup game for them. Yeah, so it's, to a say. Get, it's a get but, right game. Um, don't, I don't would like to see the Lions. Lions. I, I'm not asleep. Don't I'm sleep not asleep. The I, they play everybody <laughs> tough. They just they have rookie blunders. They just yeah. have rookie this mistakes. Yeah, they're, they're um, you know, not quite disciplined, not quite all together just yet, but they'll get there. They're a good team, and I like the way they're moving, but I think the Vikings take care of them. Um, I'm going to give it, uh, I say 32-24 is what I think it's going to be, Vikings. Okay. Uh, Saints and the Washington football team. Washington football team is rolling with Tyner, Taylor Heineke right now. He's putting up some pretty impressive numbers. Uh, the Saints just got a little sneaky win. Um, uh, believe it was in their first game in their stadium, right? Well, I think no, that's they, what it was. They, they lost. Oh, they lost? The Giants won. That's oh, that's right. I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm tripping. Giants won. I forgot that the Giants played the Saints. Sorry. Um, so they lost that. And, it, and yes, and they lost in the first game in the stadium since the fire and yeah, all yeah. of that. Okay. Yeah. My bad. Uh, so, uh, both teams two and two. I like Washington to keep it rolling. Um, I like watching to keep it rolling. Um, yeah, Saints kind of got outplayed in their secondary. Usually, Saints have a pretty tight secondary, but John Ross got off. Uh, Galladay had some Ross. had some time, you know. So <laughs> I forgot he was even in the league. Still, to be honest, I saw that touchdown. Like John Ross, oh, who? John Ross. John Ross popped off. Yeah, man. I forgot. I forgot about the speedster. I forgot. Yep. I forgot so about um, I think it's going to be kind of a low-scoring game. I'm going to go uh, 17-13. You don't believe in Jameis? I d- I didn't see any Jameis. Of, um, I haven't seen any Jameis. No, J- no Jameis highlights this week. No Jameis I highlights I'm this waiting. week. Um, actually, I did see a video of him in the hood uh, playing catch uh, with, with a little kid. Okay, okay. Good he, stuff. We like yeah, the stuff we like to see. Yeah, stuff we like to see. Positive stuff. Okay, Jameis. Um, next up, Patriots and Texans. I think this is pretty. I think going to be uh pretty one-sided. A good opportunity for Mac Jones to look really, really good. Um, what? <laughs> what you drunk uncle? Oh, you this you came this... on the mic like somebody drunk uncle. I know what Texas. you're talking about. Oh, so anyway, Let's go David Johnson, Patriots, David Johnson. Wow, Patriots. Um, <laughs> they're gonna come in there and take care of business. I don't see them having any trouble with the Texans. Uh, Belichick, I play that defense. I'll actually really, really, I actually am playing that defense, yeah. and I like a pick six in this game. So easy, <laughs> um, you know, keep that on the radar. Uh, Dolphins and Bucks, Bucks, you know, they had a underwhelming game against the the Pats. They came out with the win, but wasn't how they would have liked to win it. I'm sure. Um, Dolphins are struggling right now. They're trying to find their footing with Jacoby Brissett. I think mm-hmm. that rush is going to be getting to Jacoby Brissett like nobody's business. He's going to yep. be running for his life. <laughs> um, bucks all the way. Bucks yep. all the way on yep. that one. And it's a home game. No longer playing in that that rainy weather that they had up there in Foxborough, which I'm sure Bucks were used to rain, but yep. it's a little different in that game they had. So Definitely different. Uh, Packers-Bengals. I like that one to be a nice little shootout. Once again, Jai Alexander is out. That secondary takes a big blow. Bengals like to pass. 
Um, I could see a lot of, you know, a lot of yards for Adams on the other side, a lot of yards for Aaron Jones. He didn't have the greatest week this past week. He had a fumble. I think he comes out the gate and um, really reasserts his dominance in this matchup. We saw what happened last time AJ had a bad a bad game. Yeah. But he came mm-hmm. back with a 40-piece. 40 40-piece, 40 four TDs. Hold them. Uh, I like the Packers in this one still, though. I think the Packers are just a little bit too overpowering. Yep. Um, I'm going to call it, I'll say, uh, I'm going to say 34-28. Yeah, I, I definitely could agree. I definitely can see a nice scoring game on this one. 34-28. Uh, next up, Broncos and Steelers. Broncos got their first loss of the season. They Steelers. not happy. Not happy about that. Vic Fangio ain't like that. They try to get that, uh, <laughs> I'm that little extra you know, yards. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm not, I'm not mad at that, it either. That, Fangio being a, a that's little That's a girl. tough record. He'd be a little weak. If it was like, you know, just to continue on a streak of like, you know, yeah, 20 games. But they, consecu- but they, they're, they're tied, they just tied the record that's, that was set in 1970 to 1973. So, like, that's to me, that's huge. Like, you're yeah, looking at like 50 years later, they're finally like looking to and break the record. And people were counting them out with all the injuries. You know what I mean? Before the season even started, they were counting out. Out. They were getting counted out. Now they're three and one. So you know what I mean? Look it's, at me now. Yeah, look at me now type thing. So respect that, man. Respect that, Fangio. Um, <laughs> so they're going up against the Steelers this week. Uh Big Ben, I don't really know what's going on. I just, you Start know, continue to defense. support Najee Harris. Um, you know, Broncos defense is pretty stout. They are pretty stout, but um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater still in concussion protocol. Is Drew Locke going to be out there? How successful will they be moving the ball? Man. I actually like the the Steelers' defense this week. I think Drew Locke is good for a pick or two. Oh yeah. Um. Like so Steelers too. might be a good a good defense to play. I actually like both defenses. Yeah, I think I like... Ben might give you. Some... <laughs> ben gonna give you <laughs> something too. I think too. Ben gonna give you something too. So um, I've been holding the Broncos for the since the beginning of the season. Uh, only bad game they had was last week against the Ravens, pretty much. Every other game, they've had a touchdown or gotten to the quarterback a couple times. They're going to get to Ben, um, and they might even uh, get a pick. So I still like them against the Steelers. Um, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yep. So uh, Eagles-Panthers, I think this is going to be a good game. I'm excited to see if uh, Sam Donald can shake off that loss. And I want to see what kind of fight they got in Jalen Hurts. I want to see what kind of fight he has. Uh, so this should be a good game. I'm excited for it. I'm actually gonna say the Eagles pull this one off. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go 24, uh, 19. 24, 24 19. 19. Mm-hmm. I, go, I mean, I'm gonna around somewhere 24, 21. Um, I like the Panthers on this one, but I definitely can see this being either way. Honestly, both mm-hmm. teams. Both teams are looking for it. They'll continue on to get a win. Eagles definitely in for their division. Uh, Panthers are gonna try to stay afloat. I know. Think them. The Bucks are like tied. Tied. Yep. Yeah. Um. All right. So next up, we got Titans and Jaguars. I'm... All right. Next up, we got Browns <laughs> and Chargers. <laughs> well, we just lost to the Jets. I mean, I'll be surprised if the Jaguars Titans sweep us off our Jaguars, man. I wouldn't yeah. be like storyline. Me says after all of this, you know, distraction and everything going on. Jaguars come out on fire. The and one no, no, game. I'm afraid of that, which is why I don't even want to. I don't even want to watch the game because I Yo, feel like that's exactly what's going to game. happen. Is Urban's going to be like, I need my job, and they're just going to ball out. They're going to ball, not like, even for him, but they're just going to like. like we want to. It's co- just all going to click. Like they all going to drink the secret stuff from Space Jam, and they just going to come out and just play a great game. Eremiah going to end up looking good. And he gets away with, you feel me, rubbing on a couple college things in the club. You know what I mean? I don't really know what type of time he on, but he need to relax. 
<laughs> Urban. <laughs> um, but in any case, uh, nah, seriously, though, our Titans are going to beat them. But yeah. Juju you know, Derrick Henry has had a great game against the Jaguars. He smashes them every single time. So. He's been just destroyed. Whether it's overtime, not mm-hmm. overtime, it doesn't matter. It is a division game. The Jaguars usually do put up a nice little fight for the first half, and then after that, it kind of dwindles Derrick down. Derrick Henry's going to have a field um, day. So definitely for Derrick Henry to have a field day. I don't know if we're getting Julio or A.J. Brown back this week. Yeah, I know they're still kind of dealing with their injuries. Yet. I'm sure one of them will not play, most likely A.J. Brown. I can see Julio playing. Um, may still be kind of limited, though, as the game goes on. Got you, got you, got you. All right. Um, let's talk about the Browns and the Chargers. That should be a nice little matchup. Um, I like that, like that matchup. Chargers just coming off a good win against the Raiders, so they're kind of on a little bit of a high. Uh, Mike Williams wasn't really targeted too much. Uh, they had a ground game going, and they held Mike Williams in check. I like him to get a nice little bounce back against the Browns. Um, we just saw Justin Jefferson put up some good numbers against the Browns, even though uh, Adam Thielen didn't have the greatest game. Uh, but at least, you know, we saw one wide receiver who was mm-hmm. able to put up pretty consistent numbers. Let's just hope that that one receiver this week is Mike Williams. Um, <laughs> and they're going up against the Browns. Uh, I like this one to be... I like the Chargers on this one for some reason. Me too. Even though I do... Even though I didn't call it, but I do like another good week for either Chubb or Hunt because the Chargers do allow a lot of rushing guards. They just don't, mm-hmm. allow, a lot of, a, don't allow a lot in the air. So I feel like this is going to be a nice little game of like... Pass versus a run, but I do like the Chargers in this one. Um, I just have a feeling they're going to win this game. Yep, I agree with that. I like the Chargers this game too. Uh, next up, we got the Bears and the Raiders. Uh, kind of talked about the Raiders a Weird little bit game. ago. Um, you know, just took their first loss. Uh, the Bears trying to find their footing. They I don't know, man. That defensive rush of the Raiders ain't really nothing to play with. Um, Justin Fields maybe under a little bit of pressure this game. I can see that being possible. Um. I don't know who's going to win this game, but I'm going to go Raiders. I'm going to say Raiders get the win. Uh, Bears lose. I kind of want to say it's going to be ugly, and they go back to Andy Dalton. <laughs> Mr. Dalton. I, I kind of want to say that. Yeah, I don't know. This, I feel like this is going to be a weird game. Raiders are most likely going to look to kind of bounce back and get them a victory. They've been playing pretty good through the year. so. And as we know, the Bears are kind of just dysfunctional, so you know, it's kind of hard to you know win a game when your team's kind of all over the place. And they just lost their pretty much star running back, so... Um, yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, 49ers and the Cardinals. I'm actually calling an upset. I think the 49ers with Trey Lance starting, I think they give the Cardinals their first loss this week. The battle of Lance and Murray. I yeah, think. I, I can see it. I like Sterling Dre's kicking back again. I, I think it, I, I think it it'll though. happen. I think um, the Cardinals get their first loss against the 49ers. The 49ers just one of those teams that play good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Shanahan is not new to this, so he is a great coach. So just like, you know, he's a great coach. He can mm-hmm. easily adjust. And um, I can see, I do like the Cardinals winning this, but I deep down, I do feel like this may be an upset. You know, as the last team undefeated, you're going to have a target on your back. And I feel like the Cardinals, they've, the Rams did solidify a good a good game of them being undefeated, but I don't. I still, for me, I'm not sold on their them being undefeated. I would say, but we'll see. Got you. Okay. We'll okay. Uh, Giants and Cowboys. I think the Cowboys come in there and handle business. Cowboys are on the team. Go Giants. And they uh and they look legit. Cowboys look legit. Big um, Giants. Saquon looks good. Let's go Danny Dimes. No update to when uh Sterling Shepard comes back. But uh, I like the Cowboys that take care of business. I actually think they put up a 40-burger on them. I'm going to go 40 to 28. Well, please do, and let CD cook up most of it. 40 to 28. I like it. Um, Next up, Bills and Chiefs. This should be an exciting one. 
Um, this is a Sunday night game. So we got a nice little Sunday night game. Chiefs are 2-2. Two two, Bills are 3-1. and one. I actually like the Chiefs to come out of this one on top. I think this one's also going to be a nice scoring game. I am going to go 48-31. Uh, to 31. I think Ooh, the Chiefs... 48-31? to 48-31. I think the, the Chiefs... Bills. You going with the Bills? I the, I'm going with the Bills on this one. I just haven't... I like the I like the Chiefs. Obviously, Noah Mahomes does. I am just not. I don't. I haven't really liked the way the Chiefs have been playing this year. I just feel like they don't have that same effect that they've had the previous two years, which is bound to happen. Like you know, you kind of lose your touch doesn't mean you're not a good team. You obviously can pull it out in the end. Um, I know these games are kind of iffy because the Bills are playing like on fire, and usually they kind of have you know dwindles down randomly. Mm -hmm. But I just like the way the Bills are playing defensively. They've been playing really good across the board. Mahomes has shown like this year, like you know, you apply some pressure on him, it does get a little shaky at times. Um, so for me, I just you know I don't know if we're, we're going to get out of Josh Gordon if he's going to be any factor into this. Josh I, Gordon by the score. I feel like TD. the the Bills do a good job at kind of shutting down some players too. They have good. They have a great defense. So you know, I don't really see. I don't know. I like the Bills on this one, man. I like their offense too. The Chiefs' defense is trash, okay. um, but I like Josh Allen to outscore. I'm going Chiefs. I like I like Josh Allen to score. I'm going I like Chiefs. It. I still think like the Chiefs have a lot left in the tank. Yeah. The trickery, the way Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been playing much better. Um, uh, uh, Kelsey just had a down game. I think he comes in, puts yeah. up some good numbers. Tyreek Hill is going to do Tyreek Hill things, and I think they're going to get down to the goal line and throw a little shovel pass for Josh Gordon's first TD <laughs> of his return. They love that shovel pass. Watch the little shovel pass. I'm calling it shovel pass to Josh Gordon first TD of his NFL career this year. Uh, next up and the last game is the Monday night game, the Colts and the Ravens. Um, I'm going to go Ravens on this. Uh, Ravens, despite not having, as we know, J.K. Dobbins, um, Gus Edwards, uh, there's a possibility that we get to see a little bit of Rashad Bateman. Um, there is a chance, I read some reports, that Rashad Bateman might suit up for Monday night, which would be uh, people are assuming that it's going to be a great lift for that, sec uh, for that receiving corpse. Uh, we've kind of yet to see what he can do on this level. So, um, being able to see him in real live action, uh, supposedly healthy at this point, coming back from that groin injury, I believe, um, we can see if he's going to be some consistent help to Lamar, some much needed help to Lamar, mm -hmm. um, in that receiving corps. I know Marquise Brown had a, had a stretch of some good plays. He got hit on a deep ball against the Broncos. Uh, but who is the real possession receiver? You know what Sammy I mean? Watkins. Who, who, mm, mm. <laughs> Who's the real possession receiver that could turn it upfield? Who can secure the ball and turn it upfield? That's what Rashad Bateman is supposed to be. So we'll see. Only yeah. time will tell. Colts are still trying to find their footing. Carson Wentz is, you know, he's playing very middle of the pack, somewhat below average. Yeah, which um, I mean, some, obviously some is due to his, to his ankle injuries on both um but it's still, like you're saying, they're still kind of playing. Offensively, they're just kind of middle of the pack, just trying to figure it out. They don't really have a true receiver. You know, they have Pittman, but, like, he comes in, yeah, shines you don't really know. There's no, you don't really know. No Jonathan Taylor's weapon. ramped it up a little bit, but, you know, um, Ravens, Ravens don't have yeah. – oh, yeah, their run defense is pretty it's, solid. So <laughs> defense overall is pretty solid. Yeah. So it's going to be difficult to put up some points on these guys, man. It's going to be difficult. They held Tim Patrick in check. They held Corlin Sutton in check. Yeah, man. Um, the they were able to minimize. And granted, you know, Bridgewater going down mid-game, substituting in Drew Locke. I'm sure that affected the game plan, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, the Ravens didn't – they didn't miss the assignment. They didn't miss the assignment. So 
Uh, Ravens on this one. I got it. Uh, I'm going to go 27 to 20. 27 20. I like it. I don't really yeah, see too much coming from the Colts offense. So I can see about a couple of touchdowns with some field goals. So I agree. All right. All right. And uh, man, that looks like it for matchups this week. I think we're down to our uh, closing segment. Uh, so as usual, we want to say thank you to all our listeners. Without you guys, this would not be possible at all. Also, we did just start up the Fantasy Culture podcast page on Instagram. So please, 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 if you're on Instagram, make sure you go follow the page at Fantasy Culture Podcast. Go ahead, shoot us a follow. That's where we'll keep our weekly content, uh, clips from our episodes, um, and just, you know, different things, different things, things we think you should know, things we want to share with the people. Uh, But once again, you can go ahead and follow us on the new account on Instagram, Fantasy Culture Podcast, or you can follow us on the good uh, reliable Twitter. Twi- oh. When everything else went down, Twitter was up and running. That's right. Prime so go time. ahead. So go ahead and follow us on Twitter at FF Ball Culture. That's at FF Ball Culture. We follow back. We do follow back. Um, once again, to recap, the song of the uh, episode was by Luca, Luca, titled "The Siege." Make sure you go ahead and check that out. Follow him at Big Luca on Instagram. Luca on streaming platforms uh this is week five we are on our way to week five right now um you got anything for the people i know same thing as usual want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in much appreciated and of course you know we definitely cannot do this without you guys um it's been a great journey and uh you know just excited for another great week of football and hopefully we can definitely you know have a better outcome better outcome than 0-3 start markeith is a man of many words many words right so many words. Um, but uh but yeah that that wraps up our week five episode i do want to thank you guys for listening and always supporting i can't say it enough it means so much and we are going to go ahead and check out on the fantasy culture podcast have a great week ahead marquise's demise will be talked about on the week six episode we're gonna take out the trash you already know how it go fantasy hey. culture podcast we checking out week five peace we out